of the good yields I'd suggest to you from the COVID phenomenon, which lasted so long, was how it forced us to prioritise our often very confined domestic environment, prompting curiosity where it simply hadn't existed before. Have you noticed the variety of contributions, for instance, in our media over these last couple of years, charting people's awareness of the natural world around them, especially the bird life? Now, we've said it before here on Saturday Extra, I know, but Australia's birds are one of its natural wonders, which already committed watchers are well aware of. However, my impression is that these numbers of well-aware people are growing significantly. I just heard my colleague Richard Feidler talk to the ecologist Daryl Jones during the week uh, about his surprise at finding curlew in busy Brisbane on Vulture Street, (laughs) a curlew mother and her chicks. In fact, it's an important new trend, a bit bittersweet as you'll hear. Many species of native birds are needing to adapt to urban life in our cities, whether through environmental pressure or the opportunities that cities provide for food. And Dr Gronya Clary is here to tell us that in true resilient fashion, they are adapting. She's a wildlife ecologist and she's just joined the bird book writing throng in a timely way with a simple premise. Why do birds do that? Hello there, Gronya. Good morning to you. Now, I know that you have a great accent, which listeners are going to hear about, which it makes me even more curious as to what your fascination is with Australian birds, because you certainly didn't grow up with them. Oh, I, so I, yes, you're right. I grew up in Ireland and did most of my education in the UK. But coming to Australia and just seeing the birds, like cockatoos in urban areas, trying to outwit us to get at our rubbish. I mean, this country, it just, it's just, the birds just inspire me so much. So, of course, I had to investigate them. Um, Now, they're quite a gathering prestige, I sense, aren't they, Australian birds? Uh, Am I right or am I kidding myself? No, they are, because a lot of our research that when we look at birds, it's coming from America, it's coming from Europe. But in Australia... we have, we are the epicenter of bird evolution. We have the best birds. You know, if you want to see birds, you go come to Australia. If you want to look at your mammals, go to Africa. You know, that's not much in Europe. That's kind of a cross between. But Australia is the place to see birds. And it just, I was just watching them. And all the questions when I first started working with birds, I was doing on the Citizen Science Initiative, looking at what people fed birds and how birds used bird bats. Mm-hmm. And this was on the back of doing a koala count where I tried to have people out counting koalas for me. Oh, my God, it was like pulling teeth. No love for the koala. But once I started looking at birds, I was the passion from people in the back garden wanting to understand that birds and wanting to do the best by the birds. So it's really controversial here around feeding birds. Well, well, actually, maybe, wait, a lot of, maybe we should get to yeah. the, I mean, the magpie. Um, I have families of yeah. magpies in my front garden. I feel very strongly about them. Um, is, is sort of our best wild bird friend, I suppose. It's um, yeah. Now, they're into bombing season right now, I know, so people might have slightly mixed feelings. But what should we know about them that we don't, in your view? 
Well, in my view, it's uh, trying to understand them. So we, so first of all, if we want to feed the magpie, there is guidelines out there how to do it correctly. I know some people get excited and just throw out bread and throw out sausages at them. And, you know, that's not good. What I love about the magpie, though, is the magpies, the mom and dad will often introduce the babies to people who feed them. So mom and dad are saying to the young, this is another way of getting food. People give you food. So regardless of when of me and you think it's a good thing or a bad thing, the magpies bloody love it. And the magpies are teaching their young. So people, you know, who don't feed magpies will suddenly have magpies turning up on their door looking at them because their neighbour feeds them. And if in a magpie's point of view, if one person feeds me, why can't another person feed me? And we also know this is a way to make good friends with magpies mm. in swooping season. I know, again, it's controversial, but to introduce yourself to the bird, to stop this fear. People have so much fear around magpies and it is driven by the media and the hype around it. So I try to get people to understand, no, you can communicate with these birds. They're very intelligent. If you give them a little bit of food to introduce yourself to them, you know, they'll often see you as a friend and they won't swoop you and they'll let you go by. But not so bread, not bread, of, I take. Not fla- not f- not flour products. Oh God, no. no, right. No, no, no. And there are guidelines out there, and there is like this um protein supplement you can kind of nearly roll the minced meat in and give it to them. So it's like a little snack with some vitamins in there as well. Um, look, are are more coming into the uh, into the urban areas because this is exactly yeah. what you're talking about. And I don't know whether yeah. we should be thrilled about this or not. I mean, what's your instinct? Oh, we absolutely have to be thrilled about this. We are expanding. Unless we stop having babies and unless we get our own population under control, we're going to keep using more and more resource, resources. We're going to take more and more land. Where are the birds going to go? Like, we are taking their land. And that's why it annoys me when people are like, yeah, they need to be out there in the wild. It's like, no, we're taking their habitat. They have adapted and it's bloody brilliant that they have. It's like the poor plover, the masked lapwing, the spur plover, the one with the yellow wattle on his face. You know, people are all like, ah, it's swooping me as well and it's being all aggressive only because it's trying to raise its young. And if there's an awful lot of threats in the, in, the urban pop, in the urban area, such as cats, such as dogs, such as people, such as taking their resources away really quickly. So these birds adapt and especially the sulfur-crested cockatoos, you know, outwitting us with the bins in oh, Sydney yes. and we're trying to figure out more smarter ways. It's just fantastic. Look, I mean, given the, the passion that's you quite brilliantly described for our birds. How can we reconcile this, Gronya, with the terrible record we have in relation to bird extinctions yeah. and the high number of bird species yeah. that are threatened? Yeah, exactly. What we can do, there's so much we can do in our own back garden. There's so much that in individuals can do. It's not all doom and gloom. You know, keep your cats in. Please keep your cats in, especially during the day. Um, in your back garden, provide water, provide structure habitat. So what I mean by that is different layers of vegetation. So little birds can use it and medium-sized birds can use it. Don't plant these you know, showy graffilias that just feed noisy minor populations. Think more about, you know, berries and your smaller birds. There's so much which we as people can do in the urban area. Also vote for your po- politician that want to retain your native vegetation. We have power in urban area. People have power. So I believe we can, you know, we can turn things around and we can live with birds in urban areas.
Um, and, you know, I suppose finally, what have you found people are most intrigued by with which bird and, you know, what surprises them? Oh, the magpie, by far out the magpie. And other than the magpie? magpie? Other than the magpie, probably things like the the sulfur crested Mm -hmm. and also the noisy miner. You know, why do they do that? Why why are they so prominent in my area and not over there? So, yeah, a lot of questions on those urban birds we see so much of. People just trying to understand them. How can I encourage small fairy wrens into my back garden? How can I, you know, encourage the wagtails to stay? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, all these questions, very much wanting to help birds. Okay. Well, look, Gronya, thank you very much indeed for all of that passion <laughs> that you bring to it all the way from Ireland, um, where you don't see many birds, actually. Uh, thank you for your time today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Have a great day, Australia. Gronya Cleary is a wildlife ecologist and author of a forthcoming book, Why Do Birds Do That? It's published by Alan and Unwin. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.